0: This is the Thin Space Podcast. As many of you know, we're a couple weeks into the season of Lent right now. If you're still looking for a way to engage deeper, we'd like to invite you to listen to episode 40 of the Thin Space Podcast and join us in praying the Jesus Prayer each day. And now to our conversation with Tom Ashbrook. Jesus in the story it tells the three characters, you're used to experience the world, or experiencing the world around you with your five senses. Most all living things have five senses, but because you are created in my image, you have a sensing heart as well. You must learn to use the spiritual senses of your heart, guided and empowered by my spirit. And then Jesus invites them to try it, and, and he goes on a journey of taking away a sense. And um, so I just, I don't know if there's anything you'd like to add about this notion of spiritual senses of the heart empowered by the Holy Spirit.
1: I think in that particular scene book, um, the Lord had to deprive them of their physical senses to get them to go to their uh, spiritual ones a little bit. And so that's why we talk about silence, right, and solitude and, um, you know. Just making ourselves be still, you know, be still and know that I am God, right? I mean, from the Psalms. And so it's um, two things that have been really helpful for me again. One is to spend this time in silence and to get away. And for me, I, I have to find regular times to getting off the scene. Uh, Brother Boniface said to me once, there's, there's a monk in all of us, uh, figuratively. But often we have to get off the scene uh, to discover that part of ourselves. So for me to uh, go to a retreat center, to hang out in a cabin, to go camping or to go places where I'm alone and in a a restful, uh, quiet uh, place of beauty uh, so that I can be aware of myself, my environment, what's going through my head, uh, and listen. And then the, the, the other half of that for me has been to have someone I can talk to about my experience, because someone would say to me, are you sure you're he- heard from the Lord? And I say, of course not. I mean, how many things couldn't I have imagined for the most part? I have told people things, but nobody could even make that up. That had to have been God, right? But that, that's not very often. That's so to, uh, to to say, you know, again, someone who's with a deep walk with the Lord to help me. Well, this is what was going on in my prayer time. And uh, I can't do that every day and all the time. But particularly when I'm really seeking the Lord and, and don't know how to, Necessarily interpret or understand what what I think I've experienced, and so that other person again, in whom Jesus abides, right, uh, in whom Jesus, you know, is discerning with me. So whether it's a spiritual director, or a spiritual friend, my pastor, whatever, uh, is to talk to me about what I'm experiencing. That's that's been very helpful for me, and. There's a lot of talk in the church about distrusting our, you know, our own thoughts and feelings. And, and certainly we're sinners. Uh, there's the streak of sin that runs through everything within us. We're not perfect. Um, deception by the enemy is possible. And so we, we don't want to just run out of the room saying I've heard from God and he told me to, uh, you know, to, but to, Seek confirmation uh, either from the Lord, okay, if that's from you, Lord, you need to tell me again, and uh, or a brother or sister that can say, Well, I, I don't know. I, uh, I remember asking, I had an experience uh, while I was in prayer at the, this monastery, and I asked Brother Boniface about, you know, I told him about my experience, and he frowned at me. And uh, sort of changed the subject. I was heartbroken. Uh, and later we're on a walk together. And he said, oh, by the way, Tom, I, I think what you experienced the other day was from the Lord. And I said, really? We haven't even talked about it since then. what makes you think of that? To think that. And he said, I see the fruit of it in you. So he was kind of watching with was he and I'm sure he was looking is what I'm going to see pride. Gee, I think God spoke to me and, and aren't I cool or was he going to look for humility? And you know what? So and I didn't ask him to debrief. Well, what did you see in me that, you know, I don't think he would have answered me, but but he was looking for the fruit, see, that I I couldn't possibly have spotted. So over time, I begin to trust a little bit more uh, my own my own sensing heart, but um, but if it's a big deal, I, I seek the elders right in whatever form that that may come.
2: So helpful, uh, Tom. I can relate to so much of that. Um, you know, one of the things that that I was going to say about the book and having having read through it. Is that it is one of those um, kind of, I I would say unique, you know, as um, followers of Jesus, we're we're all trying to understand um, how to grow in our relationship and, you know, what steps we're to take and decisions we're supposed to make. One of the things that I love about what, what happens within this book is that it begins in a place that we can all relate to, that we've all been in. Uh, which is, you know, our faith life without an awareness of the presence of Jesus. We've all been there. And, and then you journey through um, a true transformation in the lives of these three characters. And when I read through it, it was just like moment after moment after moment. It was like, I, rem- I remember that or I'm, I'm in that. Uh, and then ultimately leading to the beauty of what happens when the transformation takes place, and we begin to really fall in love with Jesus, and you see you see that come alive in the lives of these three people. It 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 um, it's absolutely beautiful, and and is uh, I think personally uh, a clear representation of what is possible in a life with a living Jesus. And so, you know, for all of us listening, I I promise you'll find yourself somewhere on the journey that this book describes. And uh, wherever you are, you'll also find that there is more in the lives of how uh, the story unfolds. And, um, I, I, you know, Tom, I know God wrote this book through you, but I just thank you because one of the reasons I think many of us, um, don't, um, ever discover the, uh, the abundant life that Jesus has for us, meaning, um, first and foremost, the relationship that he desires with us, um, because we don't know what's possible. We, we don't necessarily even pursue it. And, um, and this, that's brought to life in this book. Um, and I personally, I loved it. I, I think whether you're, you know, um, like you said, whether you're a farmer or you're, you know, a stay-at-home mom or, you know, or, or whether you're a pastor or a priest, you'll find yourself in this story and uh, and then the other thing i'll just um just one last thing is that i as i was reading through it i've already given it out to some dear friends that are uh, pastors and uh, because i i think i think it portrays a hope for the church that few know is possible meaning you know and you say this repeatedly in the book um what if the church were truly jesus's church what if what if we were following him? And what, what would that look like? And um, I don't know, you may, may even wanna say more on that, but, but you touch on that. And, and as I was reading through it, I just, I had to give them the book for the hope that it creates and in, in what is possible in community.
1: Whenever my Charlotte and I walk places, we hold hands, and that's just our habit, and uh, down the street, or when we go into church, or whatever, and I've noticed people staring at us, Uh, not scowlingly, but just curiously. And I've wondered, you know, nobody's commented uh, or said anything that makes me know what curious look might be about, but I think it's enjoying two people who appear to love one another. Just enjoying that. And I I, I remember as a young man in college, uh, wondering if I would ever meet Charlotte and uh, have somebody to fall in love with. And looking at other couples, holding hands, walking along, uh, maybe hiding in the corner, kissing, or whatever it would be. Uh, But what it told me is that that's possible, uh, even for me. And it gave me hope and longing uh, even more that, Lord, sooner or later, I really want to meet the person you've chosen for me to fall in love with. And and that's, um, that's my hope for, uh, for presence uh, is to help flame the longing that we all have for a God who's real and present and who loves us and forgives us. And, you know, we do, uh, you guys have been very involved in the Michael Christie's discovery. And, uh, and one of the key uh, pieces in that is to invite people to get in touch with their longing for God. What, what do they long for their relationship with him to be like? And uh, we see that as really the kind of the fulcrum of the whole uh, discovery experience in terms of our getting in touch with our journey with God. Uh, what I find is that most people enter that exercise with no clue. Now, the Lord does speak to him in it, and it, it, so we, we do it. it. It proves helpful, I think, but it is that we haven't dared long. You mean it's okay not to be satisfied with my relationship with God? You know, and the answer we'd all say is, yes, of course. You know, how could we be satisfied with the little bit we've experienced of the creator of the universe? given himself for us and so on. So if if the book can, can touch that place of, of longing for more of God, uh, not telling people they should have more, uh, you can have more, but just uh, somebody watching, whether they identify with which of the three characters and in what places, like you said, Larry, you see yourself there uh, and... Uh, and longing oh you know I would give anything to be able to have that conversation with the Lord or uh, and and the Lord wants to meet us in those places and so if we the more we begin to long for that and if we can get some encouragement that that's what god longs for too if we know what we're hungry for right blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and right relationship with God. If we know what we're hungry for, we recognize it, say yes. uh, But if we don't know, then we may pass up that platter and never realize.
0: Tom, if I could rewind this live recording, I would to replay something you just said, which was something along the lines of, you mean it's okay to not be content with where I'm at in my relationship with God. And your response was if I'm if I'm hearing and remembering that correctly, your response was a very clear, oh yes, of course you're not completely satisfied. And that struck me as something that I I don't hear very often uh, in the church or in, in religious conversations. It's like there's this expectation that where we are, uh, the goal is to become okay with where we're at in our relationship with God instead of I think what you're saying is there's always more and and Larry you were speaking to that a minute ago as well could you could you speak more to that at all Uh, this I think you did in this context of longing but to speak more to it in the context of oh, it's okay that I feel the way that I feel. That seems like a powerful message, uh, or it at least is an impactful message for me hearing you say that. There's a lightness that comes with accepting where I'm at that I hear you saying.
1: Well, I think we want to know him more. Hey, it's a theme all the way through scripture. So, but we want to know it sometimes out of desperation and pain. You know, we, it's not a light thing. We, we're hurting, and we need you, Lord. And, and so that's a kind of longing. It's, uh, but I think, you know, what you're re- reflecting would be, maybe a, an analogy would be, again, the falling in love part. Um, at what point in our falling in loves, you know, with our, our spouse and deep friendships, uh, do we know them well enough? right? I mean, what time would we say, okay, I got you. Uh, You know, you don't have to share anymore. Um, You know, we're good. You want to get married? Uh, We'll just live out what, you know, well, that would end it right there, right? I mean, it would, and it would, it would tell us something about a relationship, but we, uh, we long to learn uh, to know that person more, to explore the depths of their hearts and minds and Uh, discover a beauty within them that we haven't yet uh embraced and so and of course the lord is yeah i mean he is beauty he is love he is majesty he is awe he is mystery He's all wisdom and knowledge i mean so uh he's life itself which one of us doesn't want to be more alive right just uh so uh, but you're right i think we we can inadvertently hear the message well this is what you're to believe and this is what you're to do god is sovereign he's going to do what he wants to do and don't complain right and uh, but again through all of scripture uh, we see all the great men and women of god complaining they are right The, the they are, and God embraces it, so, yeah. And it, what, would it, what would it be like to go to heaven and say, all right, what you know is all I'm going to show you, right? I mean, you know, you got it well enough. You believe the right things. You're doing okay. You're going to do better here. And so just hang out and say, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, the, we all are excited about it seeing him face to face, right knowing as we've been known. I want to put a, can I put a plug in for what I'm writing on? Yes. Um, it's uh, equivalent to a book on the on the nature of the universe kidding. Uh, it's about the love of God and what it is. And so uh, if we look up Webster's uh, Dictionary's definition of love and put that in the places where uh, love is used in the New Testament, it makes absolutely no sense. And so, you know, the question of why is loving God uh, the most important of the commandments? Well, if we interpret love as affection um how can i be commanded to have an affection What button do i push to make that happen and uh or if i understand love as kindly behavior um then does god really need either my affection or my kindly behavior and uh, then i'm commanded secondly to uh to love my neighbor um well, again, if I understand love as affection, how does that work? I don't know most of my neighbors well, and that I'm to feel affectionate about them. Do they really need that? And is that. And then when it goes on to a new commandment I give you, love your enemy, uh, the whole thing falls apart. Probably to feel affectionately toward them isn't realistic in the first place, and probably because they're my enemy. I don't have opportunity to to do kindly things for them. And so what in the world is that about? When the Apostle Paul says faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And I said, wait a minute. I mean, faith is what receives salvation. Um, Hope is what holds on to the gift of relationship with the Lord but is my affection toward God and others, trump all those? And so what I explore is a little bit, well, what is agape, you know, the word in the New Testament that the Lord uses and the apostles use. And and what we find out is that they totally reinvent a word. The word really means a kindly greeting. If you look in just Greek literature, which, and it's hardly ever used. And they take this sort of nondescript word and they totally redefine it uh, to the point where the Apostle John says, not only is it the most important thing in, in all of God's so love of the world that he gave his only begotten son, I mean, so it's absolutely the center. And finally, the Apostle John says, well, don't you get it? God is love. Okay. And so not kindly affection, not those may come out of it, but it's God is love. So look, looking at God at, at love as life giving connectedness. I've come that you might have life and have it abundant. So when God loves us, he connects with us in a life giving way. When we love one another, we connect with him in a life giving way, a life that comes from God. And so, then we begin to look at these scriptures and, oh my gosh, well, of course, if we're not connected with God, if we don't love God, if we're not connected with Him, then. And so then to explore how that. Uh, and so it's kind of like presence in that some sense, but to take the teaching of scripture about love and why is it that when we love one another as believers, that then the world will know that, that the Father sent the Son? Why is that? I mean, why is it that when that happens, whatever we ask in prayer, God will give us uh, and so as we begin to explore, so to me, this I thought what I find again in spiritual direction is that if you ask, I, I, I do spiritual direction mostly with pastors, and missionaries. And if you ask them, do you love God? There's often a long pause. And in honesty, in truth, they say, Well, I'm deeply grateful to him. And I appreciate more than anything in the world what he's done for me on the cross. And now Uh, I give my life for him. But do I love him? I, I don't know. And then, but if I ask them, well, are you connected to him in a way that he gives you life and that life flows through you? And they'd say, "Oh yeah." And then I'd say, well, "Then you love the Lord, you know." And so, and do you love your neighbor? And can you love your enemy that way? Can I connect in a life-giving way? So, at any rate, it so to open up the possibility that wow, maybe, uh, and can I? Uh, do I have to have this affection? And then uh, falling in love with God—that—that that goes further, but it doesn't start there, does it? You know, it's, then uh, so that life-giving connectedness can then ultimately involve all the emotions, all the feelings, all the things that we could imagine about a love affair with God. Uh, that can really come about. But if we think it's, it's about our feelings alone, then we can get stuck. So that's what I try to unpack and explore and invite people. Uh, so you can pray for me, as I try to put that together and do teaching in a book that wants to feel like a love story. But if you don't understand what the Bible says about it, then you think Tom's off his rails here. You know. <laughs> I love it. I
0: can't wait. Feels like it'll be another important book for Cloudwalk once it's written. And in this episode. The prayer practice came about quite naturally, just in conversation with Tom. And so we're going to transition to that part of our conversation. And as Tom invites us to hear from Jesus, feel free to pause the episode at any point in time and sit with whatever it is that you're hearing. Something I continually... Think of as you've been sharing with us is this idea like three ways of, of knowing or experiencing uh, God. One would be just reading about God, uh, one would be hearing somebody else share their experience of God, which I think is more along the lines of uh, this book, Presence. And then the other would be an, a, a personal experience with that thing that you've heard somebody else talk about and you've read about, uh, or, or listened, listen, I'm trying to put it in the context of a podcast. Cause a lot of people are, are listening instead of reading, but, uh, in, engaged with educationally in some way. And our, our goal on this podcast is always to invite people to experience this, uh, relationship with God personally. How would you invite somebody into that, Experience uh, today if they're listening to this podcast. What what is that invitation uh, to experience God look like?
1: I you mean, how might somebody go about that if they thought listen to us uh, discuss here and say, "Well, gee, I'd like to try that." Well, I think I'd I'd invite them to to be still, to thank the Lord for being present to them right where they are and right with them, within them, to just listen for a moment to their own hearts. What would their hearts say to Jesus if uh, he were sitting physically in the room? What, what bubbles to the surface? I mean, there are a million questions we could ask him and uh, on and on, but what, what's really present right now? And then uh, maybe uh, what the picture that comes to my mind might be, rather than tell him about it, figuratively reach into our heart and put that thing, that question, that feeling, that thought in our hands and just hold it out before him. Uh, Let him look at it and see it and Feel what we're feeling, and and then let him do what he wants to with it. To respond to us in the way, maybe because he knows what it is about that part of us right there that need that we need. That so rather than ask him a question, uh, maybe trust him to respond to it and. And then again, um, be aware. Um, what do I feel? What do I sense? What's going on in me that he might be prompting? Uh, and and just sit with it. And and then to know that the conversation will continue. It's again, it's not like he gets up and walks out of the room, right? Uh, he he's with us all the time, and so the conversation may continue. I, you know, given the few seconds that we might invite somebody to do that with a minute's, um, the person I might say, Oh, gee, I, I didn't sense anything really. And so we invite people to, well, just keep your eyes and ears open and keep listening. And yeah. So that, I don't know if that answers your question. Evan, but...
0: Yes. What but, a, um a beautiful invitation, uh, into the presence of God. That was
1: well, the Lord loves it. You know, he has fun with, again, we just, uh, I'm enjoying watching the chosen the series. And I, I think one of the things that I like about it is a portrayal of Jesus who has fun with what's going on. I mean, uh, whether it's the scene, the, the scene with the children or him, him, you know, bartering with the other disciples about, you know, if we're going to argue about this every time I make a decision, this is going to be a long journey, you know. And so he, they laugh, he laughs. And so it. to know that the Lord isn't uh, begrudgingly, um, you know, serious and stern, but, He enjoys us, and he wants to meet us uh, in this place we've held before him. So, yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to the Thin Space Podcast. You can find a link to Tom's book, Presence, in the show notes to this episode. And if you'd like to be notified when more episodes are released, you can subscribe to our email list at cloudwalk.org, or subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening. May the Lord be with you.